Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mahomes to throw against a four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelce. Comes back to the ball and holds it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis Kelsey for a 19-yard touchdown. Travis Kelsey passes Jerry Rice for most postseason catches ever. What a statement on the opening drive as Kansas City, for the fourth time in five seasons, are headed to the Super Bowl, trying to become the first back-to-back champs since the Patriots in 03 and 04. Good morning, Metroplex. It's Sean, RJ, and Bobby here on DFW Sports Station 105.3. The fan, Travis Kelsey, balling out with Taylor Swift, up there and then down on the field for the hug and the kiss and her conversation with Romo. Kelsey, 11 for 116 on 11 targets and a touchdown. Well, you are not very happy with him for pregame. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Him and Patty, Kermit, not happy with either one of them. Yep. Bully material, if you ask me. Before the game. Did you see this, Bobby? Have you heard about this? I did. Justin Tucker's out there doing his stretching hip flexors, you know, doing cat-cow and all that things. He's got his little kicking tool thing out there. I don't know why he's in the goal line kicking. They don't kick from that distance anyway. Yeah. But, um, and then Mahomes and Kelsey walk out, and is there? it's on it's on the Chiefs side of the field. There's no doubt about that. But we're talking hours. This isn't the, the, the pregame warm-up where they're all there. This is hours before, like two hours before, just out there throwing warming up. Kelsey moves the tee, throws it away, gets the three balls, throws it away, and then the helmet and throws it away. And then there's a little bit of words being being said. So Justin Tucker takes the tee, puts the tee down and the ball. Mahomes picks the tee up and throws it. That little stand thing. Yeah. All right. Now, at first I, I was like, all right, they're Pro Bowl buddies. Yeah. Like, they, uh, they, they all get along with each other. Right. But I don't know. I don't it's care who's in the right here. I don't care if Justin Tucker's in the wrong spot. That's not the point. The point is, is that these two would not have done that if that was Ray Lewis's football and helmet there. Well, yeah, they'd be wearing uh, red jer- that red right. jersey. Right, absolutely. If, if that was... By the way, the jokes uh, I heard about that they went and flew in Terrell Suggs. Yeah. Like, they had Ray to come out in the beginning, and then they're like, he says, "We need to send the plane for you. Plane. We got to get you. We got to get you hype by halftime." He he comes out for the second 
Royal Rumble yeah. introduction down the ramp. And they actually did play better after that. Yeah. But people were making fun of that. Like, oh, they brought in the backups. Yep. T-Sizzle's in the suite enjoying. And like, we need we need you to come out here and get everyone yeah. hyped up. You think if Charles Suggs is there, that Travis Kelsey's picking up his helmet and yeeting it across the end zone? Hell no. I don't think so. But you do it to Justin Tucker, yeah. a man who moons, moonlights as an opera singer. You got no problem there because you're big tough guys. <laughs> and you've got the Swifties on your side. And you've got Jackson Mahomes to back you up. Patrick Mahomes isn't touching Ray Lewis's helmet. Yep. Not touching it, but he'll do it to Justin Tucker. What what a tough guy. This could have been worse, okay? They could have thrown horns down at Justin Tucker. They could have. That's fair. And and that that, that would have been a lot for him to have to deal with. Uh, I mean, this is something that this, this happened last year. With Dallas and San Francisco, where Trent Williams and them were walking through Brett Maher while he was trying to warm up, and that started a little bit of a fight and a shoving match, and then, and then argue with each other. I'm this reading is- Justin Tucker has a history of warming up on the opponent's side of the field. Is that- so they may have just been felt like. How often does that them. happen pregame warmups? Um, I mean, it just and is that like, to get a feel for the other conditions? Maybe. Uh, typically, yeah. I mean, like even when the roof is closed, like a lot of times you'll see guys warm up on both sides. Or like for instance, before the Packers game, I think they were kicking on Dallas's side, and so yeah. it just, I mean, it, it kind of varies. But I mean, that may just be it. They may have felt like, hey, uh, you need to scram. Like this is our spot. Right. But again, he can. I, I would think he could kind of warm up wherever he wants to. Also, because it's his stadium. Like, it's it's in Baltimore. This isn't like, hey, this is our side of the field, and this is our home turf. Get out of here. It's like, well, this, is, uh, yeah. this is Baltimore. I mean, you should get your own side of the turf. I get that. Your own side. Like, you should, the Chiefs should have access to that. And, um, you know, if you look at it, like, there's there's a situation where people on the trucker.com text letter are saying, What's that? you kick the ball from the goal line because you want to make sure you're getting the ball high enough. You're, you're practicing in that day, mm. getting the ball up to get it over the defensive line. Because you want, you know, you got to, when you're when you're that close, you've really got to kind of sky it up there. Yeah, when it's outdoors, I mean, you do have to kick both directions and warm up yeah. and, and do everything that you got to do. So you would need a sense of okay, how far is my distance here? What what can I hit this through on either side of the field? So that was Justin Tucker getting screwed with, and I was thinking during that kick he had during the game, uh, I was like, if he misses this, this is Kelsey and Mahomes winning with the mind games. But he ended up making it uh, an opportunity for Peyton Russell to be fired here. This is this is this is the moment. The delay's up, baby. We got it. All right, the delay is up. I did not ask him to do this. I was joking. Good luck with Kadarius Tony oh, no. going off online saying the Chiefs are lying. He was deactivated, right? And this is Kadarius. Offsides Kadarius Tony. New York Giant flame out very quickly. Kadarius Tony. Uh quickly becoming all time knucklehead. Kadarius Tony. Going off on the Chiefs saying they're lying about his playing status. Yeah, they try to play me on God. I don't got to get on this and be on no go clean no because I'm ready. Give a I don't with y'all. Have y'all really do something? Man, do something here. Hey, I ain't good on that on God. But hey, look, y'all reading all this cap ass. You really believe it? I don't give a. Ain't never been that go do all that. But yeah, man, that cap. I'm not hurt. None of that. Say that suck. Too. I'm good. Not hurt. None of that. You go from hip to ankle to this to that. To- <laughs> I'm good. Peyton, good job. Did you do that or you just stole someone's edited version? No, no I did that. Wow. I did that on my computer. He sounds Listen like Boomhauer. 
He sounds like Boomhauer. He does a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what Andy Reid is saying. No lie about it. Not no cap in there. Yeah, I would just get the anchor to this to that. That is country. I would just be worried that yeah, like that, like he's mumbling a curse word that doesn't even sound like one to me, and that then I I didn't bleep it. Yeah, I don't know how people even transcribe that to get that he was calling out the Chiefs, saying I'm not hurt, none of that s on God, not hurt, none of that. They go from hip to ankle to this to that. Yeah, I just I don't see how he's playing in the league next year. Like like it's in terms of just By the is, way, James Palmer said Okay, this was he tweeted this two days ago. Kadarius had his first child tonight, a baby girl. That's where the personal part of his designation came from. He's also dealing with a hip injury that is keeping him out for Sunday. So just for the record. Um, but I don't know if that's Kadarius saying no because oh. I had a child. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah, he is. He has been such a headache for every team that he's gone to. Uh, he's got, I mean, look, just about the off the field stuff. Remember, he punched Trayvon Diggs when he was here with the Giants, yeah. got ejected for that. He's been, you know, a, a loose cannon on social media in different ways. You've got the execution problems where he's lined up off sides uh, in, in the Bills game during the regular season, cost them a score there. Uh, then you've got the issue of just the drops and everything. It's like he's not very good. He makes boneheaded plays. He is temperamental and he gets you in trouble off the field. Like when you combine all that together, people are going to go like, that's nice that you can juke. Like, that's great. I love that. And, and you're fast. That's awesome. But nothing else here adds up. I would just be stunned if he's playing for anybody next I year. Mean, he's, but the issue is that the reason he would stay in the league is he's got skills. He has skills. He has sure. talent that you can't teach. That that keeps guys in leagues for probably longer than they should be. It often does. Man, I know that you were not doing much Saturday night if you're sending SNL clips and audio. Oh, trust me. I did not watch this live, Sean. Oh. I did not watch this at all. This, this came across. You hanging up 1980s posters? I was. I was. Yeah, I had all my penance. You know, remember penance as a kid? A little had a million of them, and Luca is always like, I want to put these in my room. So we hung them up in the room. Hung them up in the room, and posters, wall art, everything, all the things. Doing all that stuff. Uh, but I did happen to come across this. In what might be the worst Saturday Night Live opening, or skit, period. They were making fun of the CBS NFL broadcast. So the first clip is you see Nance... And then it goes to Romo. And, I mean, open your heart. Try to laugh. It's bad. I dare you <laughs> to find something funny. championship between the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Jim Nance alongside Tony Romo. And a quick shout-out to one of our sponsors. Do you love to shake, rattle, and roll? Because you'll do all three on a Boeing 737 Max 9. <laughs> Boeing. Because that's the sound it makes when the screws fly off. <laughs> Tony, are you excited for today's matchup? Oh, without a doubt, Jim. We've got two generational talents at quarterback, two elite defenses. I expect this to be an all-out battle for the next three hours. And after that, it's all over. <laughs> all over? Football. After today, it's just... It's done. <laughs> well, there's still the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah but that's not real football. Super Bowl is for commercials and Usher and people who never watch football asking how many points a touchdown is worth. <laughs> Today's the last real football day for just us guys. Tony, are you, uh, you okay, bud? Nah, not really. I'm really glad that you 
did actually pull this audio because this is not about Nance and Romo. This is this this is about Saturday Night Live. Yeah, has nothing to do with Nance and Romo. Nance and Romo are just this is cringeworthy bad. Bad. It's bad. And it has been bad forever. I think Troy was the last one I know who ever watched this show. Awful. Really? Yeah. You think you think it's been bad for like how uh, long? Twenty five years. At, I mean, at mm. least ten years. So they they. Oh, Mikey brought it. Give it to <sighs> me. Soap. Give me More the lo- soap. Give me the lotion. You screwed me last time. We Sean call that puts lotion. the lotion on his lotion. skin. Give me the lotion, that lotion after you screwed me last time. Advanced therapy lotion hydrates and relieves dry skin. All right, baby. Thank you, Mikey. Yeah, it's not coming go. out. That's what she you said. You gotta unwind. Yeah. I am the first. Hey. I'm the first quarter. All right, let's <laughs> there see. you go. I'll let you know how it is. Oh yeah. Oh, we're in the clear, Mike. All right. Good oh stuff. yeah, baby. Thank you, Michael. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, look, they they were at their <laughs> peak about a decade ago. They had a really good cast about a decade ago. I, I think even five years ago, though, they had pretty solid cast members. This latest reset, though, is bad. And they go through these waves. They've done this for years, where they'll have five years that are really awful, and then they'll hit on a couple people, and they'll be good for five yeah. years. It, it's just the way. Listening look, to actual Tony is funnier than this. Yeah, their weekend. Listening no- to actual Romo, you can you can make more fun of. Michael and Colin on the weekend update are, are, are genuinely pretty good. Michael Shea is very funny. Those two are together. Colin's married to Scarlett Johansson. They're pretty good together. Especially when they write each other's material. Where like they'll write, Michael will write something ah. for Colin. Michael's a black guy. And he'll write like jokes that really Colin can't say but you know that Michael wrote it for him and that's the joke. It'd be like if that's two, funny. Jo- two Joe Trahans are ready for each other. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. So we, we, we managed through part one. And now they cut to the studio. Oh, my hands are getting a little sticky. Uh-oh. They're getting a little sticky. You cut to JB, Phil Sims, Bill Cower, and Nate Burleson. This is equally as unfunny, although I do think the hit line of the entire thing was delivered by James Brown. All right, well, uh, let's throw it over to James Brown and our halftime crew for a sneak peek at what's ahead. Thanks, Jim. I'm here with Phil Sims, Bill Cower, and Nate Burleson. And we were just uh, listening to what Tony said and really got us thinking. Yeah, I'm realizing that after this game ends, there's just nothing. <laughs> what, what are men supposed to do on Sundays now? Just go to their friends' houses for no reason? Without football, what are we going to talk about? I mean, does anyone have anything remotely interesting or insightful to say? I wish, instead of salt, the ocean was full of sugar. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, we're doomed. Well, uh, come on now. Don't forget, we still got the Pro Bowl coming up. Jim, I have been covering football for 30 years, and I have never once watched the Pro Bowl. It's amazing. That was on TV. I mean, Keenan Thompson was funnier in Good Burger when he was 16 years old 25 years ago than right there. But the other thing is, like... They should have tried a, a little bit of a, like, Romo and Nance impression. They just talk yeah. normal. They just talk normal. Like, Keenan Thompson at least tried a different voice. Like, they just thought, we... we uh, I bet Lauren Michaels allowing this to happen, you know? I guess he can't destroy his legacy, but this is, that was horrible. Yeah, and I get it. Like, That's putting awful. on a live TV show with a week's notice where you're trying to make everything timely and funny, it's not easy. That is atrocious. Did the 49ers win it or Detroit lose it? And should we treat John Harbaugh 
just like Mike McCarthy. Next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Ayuk and Debo are stacked left, Kittle and Jennings right. McCaffrey runs around Purdy, pressured, Purdy throws. Caught by Brandon Ayuk. Touchdown! San Francisco. Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire! Cowboys loss had me a 10 on the sports to press scale. This one was about seven and a half. That high? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Oh, the Lions one? Oh, yeah. Because it was two-part. It's San Francisco, and I hate their radio hosts, and I hate. Like, I'm thinking about a Dallas Stars cone altercation with those guys in Vegas. I'm not even joking. Like, I can't can't even stand to envision the face or the voice of, I'm not even going to say his name because I hate him so much. Better get a ladder. It's like 6'8". Yeah, that's, that's the issue. Uh, so you have you have that. I hate the 49ers fans. Um, and you have the whole 49ers versus Cowboys thing. And then in addition, you have the sweetheart story of the Detroit Lions getting their souls crushed. Dude, Vegas is going to be completely overtaken by Niner fans while we're there. It is going to be we might as well we might as well just be in San Francisco. It is going to be completely overtaken. I'll tell you this, like this actually like crushed me more than the Cowboy game against Green Bay because that game was over in two seconds, <laughs> right? It was it was over, you know. There was they were never in it, right. and the Lions should have like they should have. Or you could make a case they should have won that game. I know the second half was bad, right? But I mean they were in control of that football game, and, and everyone they, at halftime thought the Detroit Lions were going yeah. to the Super Bowl. And that's like what a great story it is, and like it's a great story for Dan Campbell and Detroit and the Ford family and Jared Goff with his like return and mm-hmm. you got the uh, hey they they play old school football they draft linebackers and running backs I and, fell in love with Amon Amon Ross St. Brown Yeah I mean like there was a lot of things like narratives changed about the Lions or about about six or seven different people on that team and the organization and I mean they became everybody's second favorite team this year like the entire country was like holy cow we got to watch this and they just blew it they they they, they SOL man same old Lions Well Let's follow up on that. I'm going to steal this from um, ESPN because they steal everything from us. <laughs> Perfect PTI question. PTI. Did the 49ers win it or the Lions lose it? My answer is very easy. I don't even have hesitation. If you're up 17, you have to – like you're up 17 and a half, you have to win that game. Yep. So, I, I mean, look, San Francisco took advantage of the door that was left open to them, but yep. Detroit lost it. Yep. You agree? I, oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, San Fran did things to. I mean, look, you you can't you can't 
you could leave the door open. The other teams just take advantage of it, and they did. But the Lions had, I mean, every they had drop balls. They had uh, fumbles. Special teams, the touchback. The touchback. Um, they had missed opportunities on deep balls that went through their hand. Yep. Um, Goff overthrew Laporta on that one ball a little bit on the down the sideline. Um, and then you had uh, fourth down calls, <laughs> coaching decisions. Coaching decisions. One of them worked, but he dropped it. And then the other one was just a bad play. Yeah. Like if any of those, if any one of those things goes right, this is a different game. If they if they convert that first fourth down on the Reynolds drop. I don't think San Fran wins the game. Um, so there's like seven to go in the third. They're up 14. They're inside the 30. If they convert on that Reynolds pass, that's at least two to three minutes off the clock. Yeah. And they're getting points for sure. Yep. Probably. Yeah. And, I, I, and the game's different. Yeah. Maybe they score a touchdown. If they score a touchdown there, it's 31-10. It's over. And that's my only argument against Dan Campbell. I put out the poll question, who is the blame? Who are you blaming for the loss? Dan Campbell, player mistakes, or Sam Fran just took it? We have 3,600 Tolo votes at 105.3 SS. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Well, Dan Campbell's leading the way at 52% blame. The wide receiver and running back mistakes, 36%, 12% give Sam Fran all the credit. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote players. Bobby, I know you're not happy with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it more on the wide receiver drops and the Jameer Gibbs fumble because that first one I'm not blaming Dan Campbell I am blaming what's his name It's Josh Reynolds Josh Reynolds I'm blaming Josh Reynolds that was ridiculous he he got shook he got scared he choked he he started choking in that game because uh, he had another one after it and then Jameer, a third and ten which would have been a first down yes first down good throws by golf so I'm gonna blame. The players and the mistakes, number one. You're blaming Campbell first? I, I'm blaming it as a split, essentially. But I would lean more towards Campbell because it's it's especially that second one. Like, just kick it. Get the points, tie it up. That was so deflating, failing to get that fourth down. Like, that was when the game was over. To tie. When, yeah, when you don't get that one, it's done. Like, like if, if you get the points, it's a tie game. You feel like, okay, here we go. Get a stop. Lock in. Like, there, there it is. There's the opportunity for you. But, man, it's just I, – I think that, obviously, Reynolds is a big part of this. Laporta had the big drop. Gibbs had the fumble. The players have their own hand in this as well, and and it's significant. But I do think just slightly it's like give them a chance here. Dan Campbell on all the fourth down talk afterwards. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back. It's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to to work out. But I just, I don't. I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. You know, we just, just didn't work out. I had to spend an extra two hours watching post, which, by the way, we got really bad post-game coverage on these networks for games this big, in my opinion. I'm about to fire some shots. Um, I mean, really disappointing post-game coverage. I was hoping to go on over for ESPN and Ryan Clark, like with uh, Scott Van Pelt or something like that. Man, Tim Hasselback is 
What's what's more vanilla oh, yeah. than vanilla? Him and Zubin. Him and Zubin going My at it. My gosh. Tim Hasselback never says anything. He's so generic and bland. Uh, and then Maurice Jones drew on NFL Network. Come on. What, 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 what are we doing here? You can't bring out the A-team? You can't bring out the big guns for the conference championship postgame? And then I got Chris Berman and Booger McFarlane. I'm waiting for to hear someone call out, someone do something. And then I got Gronk trying to form sentences like Kadarius Toney. Uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't, uh, the three points, I'll make the field goal in Vegas. Like, I'm like, someone blast, someone break down the Dan Campbell. That's the hot news. That's the topic. And no one on Fox wanted to do it. They all have, like, you talk about a sweet job. They all have, like, 10 seconds to get their one sentence out and then collect a million-dollar paycheck. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it really is. But I is. got Maurice Jones-Drew, vanilla, generic Tim Hasselback, and then Booger McFarland with mm-hmm. Chris Berman. Pretty bad. I'm like, these are the conference championship games. Yeah, pretty bad, man. Pretty bad. It's like, I mean, look, if Campbell, I don't have a – and I would – like, people say, you guys would kill McCarthy if you did the same thing. But not if he did that all year. Yeah. Campbell did this all year. I can't be mad at him for doing something he did all year. Expected points lost for Detroit. You'll love this. The Gibbs fumble minus five and a half. Ayuk reception off the face mask. That garbage BS. Minus 3.3. The Reynolds fourth down drop. Minus 3.2. Incomplete to St. Brown on fourth and three. Minus 2.6. Even if we know the Lions did not convert, the failed fourth downs were not as big of swings as the other plays that from benjamin solak who does work for the ringer yeah it's uh you know so like they had i don't understand that though like timeout nerd timeout how do they calculate expected points lost jameer gives fumble minus 5.5 you weren't on the goal line of the other team so it's like is it because they scored on that no no do they factor like you're on your own 25 or 30 i'm throwing it out there yeah so how is that minus 5.5 points lost is that because san fran scored on it or where san fran's getting the ball i think it's where they're getting i think they're getting the ball because like it's like uh if you have the ball just having the ball is like worth two and a half points i think that's right isn't it possessing the ball is worth two and a half and if they get it in field goal range that's worth probably three. So expected points added is like a calculation. It's it's based on down yards, distance, everything else. And it's basically like this cumulative historical data that's then averaged out and assigned a number. So it's basically wherever you are there. If you, after the play, how much did that expected points change in either direction? And that's where you get the net loss there. So, yeah. so if you had the ball in the one yard line and you run a play like that play, theoretically should be worth six points. Right. And if you don't score it, you know what I mean? So like it's it, so it's it's kind of like with that field position has something to do with it. And then I had to get on Twitter for another hour and see what everyone was saying. Dez, Dan Campbell needs his ass kicked. Mike Golick, folks going to spend all day tomorrow destroying Dan Campbell. Act like none of these drops and fumbles happen. Bill Barnwell, Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down on a play where the Lions got a receiver open did not cause a pass to bounce off of Vildor's helmet. Or Jameer Gibbs to fumble. Kurt Warner, take the points. I know I'm a broken record. And then the funniest one was Kevin Clark, the ringer. I'm good with Dan Campbell. You should not abandon your football philosophy when it gets scary. That's how you end up being Brandon Staley. Oh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Friend of the show, Kevin Clark. The the, uh, the one thing that bothers me with the take the points is that nobody ever accounts for the chance that the field goal could be missed. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a 75% field goal kicker from 40 to 49. Uh, like that's 
I don't want to use a gun analogy, but like if there's a four shooter, I don't know if there's, they have six shooters, I don't know if they have four. Take one bullet and put it in a four shooter. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Yeah. All right. And then guess what? Do it a second time. That's what kicking the field goal twice would be in that situation. Mm. Like it, when you break it down, like, you know, the, we all thought the Cowboys were never going to lose to Green Bay. And even if they had a 75% chance of winning, that still means one out of every four times they play, they're going to lose that game. That's what a field goal kicker who's a 75% guy from 40 to 49 is. Whereas you're a 60% chance of picking up fourth and two. And if you pick it up, you basically go from a, a, a probably they're going to win to guaranteed going to win. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think it's much more egregious to change your philosophy when it gets scary than it is to just be conservative. I, I get it's small sample size relatively, but I mean, Badgley is, he is above league average kicking 40 to 49 outdoors. He was eight, he's 86% for his career. That's above league average. And so, I mean, it's outdoors. It's, outdoors, yeah. Because, like, totally he's 75%. Right. Because he's So played. he's worse indoors, indoors than outdoors? Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. That makes no sense, but okay. I mean, like I said, it's a smaller sample size, so it's not like we have a t- I mean, he's kicked, what, 50 field goals in his life from 40-yard range or whatever it is. So, I mean, it's not the biggest sample size, yeah. but he is somebody who, look, I, I'm just, I'm stunned that he went ahead and did it from the fourth and three setting. They had, they had kicked most of the year on fourth and three. And they did it in the first half, and then they didn't do it there. That's where it's inconsistent. Uh, what was up with that ref, by the way? Who grabbed this audio? You, Bob? Which one? The the, 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 the puberty? No, right here. Oh, no, I did not get that. All right, good job, Pepe. Funny, Peyton's mustache will be the one to grab this puberty clip of the referee <laughs> during Ravens Chiefs. Holding offense number 76. Ten-yard penalty, second down. At the end of the play, Tawny, offense number four. <laughs> First and ten. Oh, this poor guy. This poor guy. What the? Yeah, what I'm was a lozenger. Lozenger. What the? What in the world is that? Why is? Bobby, that, am I triggering you? No, no. I, it doesn't get four. me. Look, look. What, you, what was the lozenger debate? Look, I'm growing. I, I can. You called it a lozenger. No one calls it. Oh, that. you say it's a lozenge. Yes, it's a lozenge, or cough drop. One of those. It's not a lozenger. Lozenger. No. Or 76. But that's why I wasn't triggered because I like I understand like uh there you grew you up somewhere you think like you know state champions reside on the East Coast in high school football <laughs> when in reality they go what like two and nine here lozenges, in high school football. Lozenges are solid dosage form. Lozenges. Right, let me see if it's a lozenger. So but his uh his, man, that's uh I, I wonder if that's why they allowed them to play. Like, you know how we were like, we kinda they kinda let the teams play yesterday. Do you think he let them play? Because it's like my voice is gone. I don't want to sit here and announce penalties. Do calls. y'all say lozenge or lozenger? I guarantee you no one says lozenge. I need a lozenge. Man, I, th- I think it's lozenges, not lozenge. I need lozenges. A, okay, but like okay, so like give me a a a, a piece of throat candy and Yeah. Well, Vince, <laughs> and would I, so would I? If you were asking me for a piece of throat candy, yeah, would you say give me a lozenges? No, you no. would say give me a. Would you say give me a lozenge? I would, or I would say give me a cough drop. That's Lo- I would say. No, no, no. You gotta see. I would you never say lozenge. The, the, the fan text will explode and say lozenge over lozenger. I'm telling. Well, you. Wait, we'll say lozenge. Yes, over lozenger. So my I, brother said crown yesterday. I said crayon. He oh, he said, oh, he's one yeah, of those. One syllable versus two syllables. Mm. Let's cross talk. Mikey Bassick pouring more vinegar in the Cowboys' wound after yesterday. Crosstalk with KMC is next.
A flip by Richie James Jr. That means this game is over! And you can doubt the Chiefs! You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons! The Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt trophy, and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. Oh, please. Let's do this. I'll tell you what. They've been three whole point underdogs. Nobody believed in the Chiefs. It's <laughs> shocking. Nobody <laughs> thought they would get here. What a it's getting expensive being a Chiefs fan. Like this hat now, old yeah. Super Bowl logo. I think it got you five. can doubt the Chiefs. I yeah, think Cowboy three fans. Whole point that's the great the thing. Road. If you bought a Super Bowl logo Four thing in 1996, maybe. you've never had to replace what? it. It got up to five, yeah. <laughs> On and game that's the cool really? thing that Jerry's doing for us. You, you know, like this hat now looks like, why don't you have the new Super yeah. Bowl logo? And they just keep giving <laughs> the same number out to people, so you never really have to change it. They just keep giving 88 out. You, you never have to worry about changing yeah. that out. Yeah. Yeah, Especially one year they just the drafted one. a guy with the same last name. They're like, yeah. Antonio Bryant, Des Bryant. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yep. Who can we draft this right. year That's that has favors. a pre-existing name on this team? That's why I think Josh Howard was number five for the Mavericks, because they had <laughs> a, a million Juwan Howard number five jerseys that they're like, crap. These are like, we're going to have to discount this 80%. Like, we just drafted a Howard. Give him number five. And that's why we drafted Tyler Smith. They're like, good enough. There we'll make go. the change eventually. What's coming up, Corey? Uh, guys, right out of the gate, the Super Bowl is set. Are you happy with this matchup? At 10-20, Luca appreciation post, and then Wanker of the Weekend at 11-22. Not happy with the NFC representative at all. Agreed. Uh, hate that. Sad for Detroit. Uh, and Mikey was uh, texting me about the greatness of Pat Mahomes, even though the offense disappeared, completely disappeared in the second half. Who's the GOAT? Bad GOAT. The bad person from the weekend, Zay Flowers or Dan Campbell? Zay Flowers. Yeah, Zay Flowers. Yeah, he he had the best drive and the worst drive at the same time. Like you can't be any. He gets up and stands over the guy, and now he did have his ankle all twisted up too. But he stands over him, gets a bad penalty, then fumbles. Joe Burrow was, that was furious. Then busts his it was hand. Amazing. Then hurts his hand on the sideline. Yeah, it was he busted bad. his hand. Mikey, I'm waiting for your old school, new school breakdown of Dan Campbell's decisions. Do you have that prepared for today? Well. I wanted to text you guys at times that, hey, I feel like these coaches that we like are running the ball on second and long, too. So <laughs> it can't be. Lions run the ball in a very weird spots. I mean, they were running on third and 12 last and night. And then maybe. And, and, it and, and it worked. And it worked. And maybe you say, and I totally get this thinking because this is why I didn't want to text it all out because I get it. If you have Christian McCaffrey as your running back and it's second and 10 or first and 15, I get running with him. Like he has a chance to take it to the house. He has a chance for a 30 or 40 yard run. And I get where if you have, let's say an average running back that you're kind of like, well, you're probably going to get four yards. So is it great? But I did feel like at times, even uh, the great Andy Reed would run the ball on second and 10 to give himself what he would feel like would be like a third and five, which gives you more options. I'm not saying you should run the ball every time on second and 10, but I also don't think you should pass the ball every time on second and 10 either. Because it's like, I just think of it as pitching. If everybody knows I'm going to throw a changeup 2-0, eventually that becomes a bad pitch. Because now mm. I'm there's no deception in it. If, if I'm doing it 100% of the time or even 90% of the time, even though the analytics would say you should pass every time on second and long. 
Well, if I do do that every time, the other team knows now I'm never going to run the ball on second down, and they can prepare a lot easier for me if I never show some sort of change up. Yeah, keep them guessing, man. Keep them guessing on what you're trying to do. Was there a consensus with y'all for the negative goat of the weekend? Uh, I think it's the first time we asked it between the two. I mean, Dan Campbell last night was getting roasted and destroyed. I mean, he did the exact same thing that he's done all year is the only thing I would say about that. I understand why he's getting roasted. I don't know. I got to put a lot more thought. I was happy he kicked the field goal, by the way, at halftime. I thought that was a smart decision. All right, what about the two fourth down ones in the second half? I wanted him to tie the game. I'm not – I'm weird like this, and I know I'm – I guess I'm old school or, or, you know, caveman-ish. I don't mind field goals especially earlier in the game. I think maybe I'm too old school in this where John Mann said, you know, sometimes putting a three on the board early and just getting points on the board kind of can get you in a little bit of a rhythm. And I totally get the going for it and all of the analytics that say, well, you should hear. And I don't know if they ever say you shouldn't go for it on four. I swear to you, every time they They have that thing up, it just says, just go for it. Every time, smart move, smart decision. But – Especially you know, on your own yard line, like you're I, on 25. I did think you guys brought up a good point that Detroit's kicker wasn't the best from 40 to 49 when I was listening to you guys today. 76 and a half Small, small sample. Yeah. Because so, they don't go for it that often. Yeah. <laughs> or they don't yeah. they don't kick yeah. it that often. But I, I don't know. Obviously, I think he's an over-aggressive coach. Yeah. But I also think that that makes him very new school. That, like, that's the way that everybody's telling you you're supposed to do things. So, I am I know that I'm wrong in my thinking. When I'm watching a game and it's fourth and three and I have what I think is going to be a 95% chance of getting three points, I usually want to take the three points. But I know that I am wrong in my thinking. I'm old school or thinking back to when Madden and Pat Summerall called games. Kevin, I triggered a lot of Baltimore fans yesterday when I brought up the Dak Prescott playoff comparison how fair accurate do you think that is um yeah i mean because now he's is he two and four or two and f- two and four two and Dax, four two and five lamar's two and four in the playoffs I, I think that's fair now obviously the mvps separate them and being in a game that Dak hasn't been in separates them but this is a huge miss opportunity for lamar jackson i'm a big lamar jackson fan and yeah, that I, I just don't know if they'll be back in this situation again. Like, I hope they are, but... A lot of good quarterbacks. The, yeah, this felt like their shot, and they didn't get it done. And they got Michael Jordan that they have to deal with every year. Eh, Michael Jordan never lost in the biggest games. True. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. Corey, is it fair? <laughs> Lamar Dak? Yeah. I, I, not like you're not comparing playing styles at all, no. by any means, and that so that's the that's a completely game, different big world. game question mark slash playoff cloud over their head. Yeah, uh, the game plan for Baltimore specifically yesterday looked like they were trying to match Patrick Mahomes. Hey, let's not run the football. I mean, we're really good at running the football. Yeah, Why would best we want to do that? So I would blame I would blame the game plan a lot for what happened yesterday. But maybe maybe Lamar Jackson was like, Nah, this is what I want to do. Uh, and then Dak Prescott has had a lot of those moments where he come out early in games and you're just like, where, 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 you do these things so well in the regular season. Where does it go? Where, why does it disappear? Do you think you hesitant? at this point there is a psych out factor playing against Patrick Mahomes? I think of Tiger Woods in golf. 
I think of recently Sean McVay blaming himself for I think it was seventeen to three the Super Bowl loss thirteen to three thirteen to three and he's like I psyched myself out I I I take all the blame here because I was going against the great Bill Belichick I overthought a lot of things and I messed up and I'm wondering at this point to Corey's point of why were they doing that? Why did they not look like the Baltimore Ravens offense that we saw against San Francisco or mm-hmm. against Miami? Or, like, I understand they weren't going to score 56, but I'm wondering at this point, does does Patrick Mahomes have that, without even doing anything, he has yeah, that Tiger Woods I thing that you, get, you just yeah. get nervous playing you against him. You know you can't make any mistakes. You know that you have to play, and you gotta you got to hit a number. Right? you got to hit a certain number, generally, because, like, and, and that's not the way the Ravens have done it. And And to me, like... I don't consider it like when you miss a free throw as a choke. Like to me, choke is like when you completely change your game and you mentally, it's a mental thing, right? Like you're Devin George over Eric Dampier. <laughs> yeah. When you just change your style, if you change your style because the game is different, that to me is like, all right, you just, you've just, you've given it away. You've, you've told the whole world that you mentally aren't up to this game. Look, I mean, there's, this is as vulnerable as the chiefs have been in several years and Mahomes had to go on the road. No, everybody's like, "Well, what's it going to be like playing on the playoffs in the road?" And so, like to me, it's just Perfect. like there, there's, there's yeah, not true. To me, that's going to be a lot. Like, like if that factor didn't exist before, it's going to exist now because there's got to be a lot of people in the AFC that are like, "When uh, this was the year they were supposed to lose," yeah. and they're not. Yeah, Andy Reid was pretty brilliant too. Like the way the plays, what he's calling. I know Mahomes has to go execute it, but Andy Reid was. Freaking awesome! Super Bowl and a rebuild. Yeah, and how, what, how many oh how many consecutive passes did Mahomes make? Ten. Ten consecutive. Ten for ten. That was, and that that's that good. That makes you want to see that. <laughs> you want to see that, right? That, and and, and I don't think team. I don't think he ever threw a football that that was that could have gotten turned over. Maybe the one that he floated to Kelsey. Yeah, but you know, not to you know mess up Basic's crush here, but that. That game was won by the Chiefs' defense. defense. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, 17-10. Yeah. They didn't do anything in the second half. And to Nothing. your point, getting rid of Tyreek Hill or not re-signing him, and you're still in the freaking Super Bowl. It does feel like... Back-to-back years. It does feel like a lost opportunity for the rest of the NFL. Yeah. You know, like, and Kansas City's still here. Baltimore will never get there again. Like, they'll, they'll, <sighs> What are the chances that they have a home field and a healthy Lamar? Like, Lamar's never been healthy like like this. Like, he, this is the healthiest... Yeah. As healthy tough. as Burrow's going to be back in their division. This was the year where Allen was out, Burrow was out, He's Lawrence was out, too. Herbert was out. Yeah, Rodgers didn't play. Like this was Mahomes had the three seed. Like when are you going to get this again? The Steelers were at their worst at quarterback. Yeah, and still. Yeah, we'll probably L- Lamar. <laughs> Lamar Dak playoff game for you tomorrow. Uh, obviously, Lamar. Oh, obviously, obviously, obviously. Corey? I mean, he yeah. gets to places Dak hasn't been. So, Ooh, uh I love the way I love your delivery. It's very. <laughs> Very dismissive. Very cutting. It kind of makes you want to punch well, him Well, I mean, and if you though. look at it, it does feel like Dak is regressing Who would you, in the playoffs. Do you, does it not? It, 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 does, it does not even come close to mirroring Lamar's stats in the playoffs. Lamar's so much worse statistically in the playoffs than Dak. It, it's, I mean, you want to talk about running the ball, too? Even though he has a better record, he's younger. He has a better, what? Yeah, two and four is better than I, two and five. I don't think that's a flex, but I mean, like. We, I didn't say it was. No, no but I mean, like, that's record. not, it's it's fewer games. He was two and four before he lost to the Packers this year. But if you look at it, it's like, for instance, Dak has 18 total touchdowns, seven turnovers in the playoffs. And Lamar that's great. Is nine How many, and nine. And that's fine. How many of those come from a 2016 game? And how many of those come from a team that was eight and nine that they beat in the playoffs? Well, 
That's that's fine. I mean, seeing as like Dak's greatest career game was last year in the playoffs on the road. I don't against think the eight did. nine team. But we're still you're you're Tampa still talking about against the eight nine okay. team. I mean, look, Hagee, you can shift the goalpost and say like it was twenty sixteen, and now you can say well it was against an eight nine team. I'm just saying that's the reality of it. I'm not shifting the goalpost. That literally goes along with what I talked about about regression. No, you just said it's twenty sixteen. Yes, twenty sixteen, and that was maybe his apex, if not on the road against the under five hundred team. Other than that, he's regressed. Who did Lamar Jackson just lose to? Patrick Mahomes. Every Who year. did Dak Prescott just lose to? Dak. I don't think Lamar Jordan Jack- Love. I don't think Lamar Jackson turned over the ball and had issues yesterday because Patrick Mahomes was across from him. Is this why you guys? He never- turned the ball over because Zay Flowers dropped a touchdown pass. No, I'm just that's saying, Lamar Jackson. No, fault? honestly, is that your contention? Did, did that look? Did that look like a guy who was hesitant to you yesterday? Look, it's the yes. same. It's the same. Yes, symptom. it did. It's the same symptom. But like, like Dak and Lamar are fighting the same disease. It's the Spider-Man meme. They're just pointing at each other. And yet he was just in a game that Dak's never gotten to. So how's that? Uh, I don't. But what does that have to do in terms of we're talking about like their ability to play under? Pressure? I'm sorry. Are you? Is your question? What does the fact that Lamar Jackson got to an AFC Championship game have to do with pressure that Dak has never been able to make it what, to the saying, NFC Championship game? Is that your question? No, 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 no. It has I'm a saying, lot to do with it. If, if you, you can make it to one game and the other person can't, that has a lot to do with it. Let's go. Sean told you to get rid of the bell. I think you're going to be on probation hey. tomorrow. The K. I give Bobby credit. He's argument. still defending Dak, and and that's <laughs> that is honorable. The KFC mess me next to the fan. Suck. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 